Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out. I've seen a woman here, Abby. She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. The Oscars or no? Uh, no, I only watched it because I couldn't figure out how to f- how to watch it. Now that sure. I've get, got rid of all these, you know, and I only have like streaming things, yes. I, I don't know how to get like regular TV. And I kind of went looking for it, but I only went looking for it after I went on Twitter and everybody was like, did that just happen? And then it made it interesting for a hot second. Just for a second. And then. Back to chaos. Yeah. But, but. I like watching something like that unfold in real time, but I, I, I watched it after, like immediately after it happened. And everybody's yeah. text chain started lighting up. And yeah. then I was like, oh, okay, countdown to everybody posting their opinions and think pieces with the word this above it in three, two, oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care enough about it. I don't care enough about award shows. I don't need to see rich people get gold statues. And I'm in the business. I'm in the business of wanting the gold statue. But at this point, I'm like, you know what? Either have the accountants from PricewaterhouseCoopers present everything and, and like pick the most lame average person who can't offend anybody, who can't say anything offensive, literally just come out, stand in a box and be like, the nominees for best actor are, now take it in your mouth, starring Denzel Washington, and don't look at anybody, don't do anything, or just be done with them entirely. I feel like they're, for just going through, like if you can read them that quickly, I think that you could probably do this show that quickly. I also think if we can do away with daylight savings, we can do away with things that don't work for us anymore. I Let's do a cleanse. Why don't you they know? just bring it back to like when they gave out awards like Bob Hope, where it was just like a buffet table. Oh, and you yeah. You walked up and you said whatever you had to say. And then next and next, instead of like a dance routine or a song or this or uh, because every time they do the in memoriam, it's <laughs> they always leave out at least 10 to 20 people. Yes, but like that, they don't even my... do due diligence of the dead people that are. And part some of major the ones, I think that Bob Saget was left out. But here's the best thing: is because it, because of the incredibly awkward slap heard around the world, uh, <laughs> the in memoriam music was like upbeat and snappy. They were like, "This is you guys. It's awkward. Somebody play." Twenty twenty one. We remember. The devil went down to Georgia. Hey, 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 hey! Is that old McDonald that's playing? Anything? Up, up! Just give me something. Dolly Parton. Up. Sing nine to five. What? Working nine to five. Like Bob Saget's face. No, 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 fast. Do it real fast. Director, like all the sad pictures, but what a way to make a living. They're like still hooked up to like IVs. You watch them being cremated. I don't know how that got in there, but that'll work. Explosions. Yeah. 
Oh, crap. I don't understand why they put me out here, but I was asked to sing and uh Come on everybody, everybody! They're all dead now. <laughs> Just sing happy birthday, you know? <laughs> but they were like, This is awkward, you guys. Things got real ugly real fast. I don't know how we're gonna pivot and lighten the mood. Didn't it look like something was not right just based on his appearance? Oh, like he was cracked out? No, like his suit. Like it looked like something from Suit Supply and not the good kind. Wait a minute. Will Smith? You know, I didn't even notice. I didn't notice that. It's an ill-fitting three-piece suit. Everybody does ill-fitting though now. Everything is a bit <sighs> tight, a, dip- a bit short. It is either tailored or it's flashy. And his looked like it came, like he ordered it. It came. He rented he the pulled runway. It, he ripped the plastic off and he put it on. It's like when you see any of those assholes, like just say yes to the dress and all the guys are like, okay, here's my tuxedo option. And then you see them at the altar and like the pants are too long. Mm-mm. The vest is too big. But nobody bothered to even pay attention to the guy because it's all about the girl. Correct. Yes. And that's how Will Smith showed up at the Oscars. Normally he's like very like put together and yeah, tight and yeah. streamlined and slim fit or whatever. So your your theory is that was he on something? Was he, he was off his game? Off his game. I okay. All right. Because I don't know. I don't know. Look, don't I'm know just how. learning about the rumors. About him what? being gay. I didn't know wow, any of this. Wow, we've really jumped. We've really... <laughs> I know how I can cleanse the palate right now. Are you ready? Um, when I w- I have, I've seen you since I've, I went back to visit my parents in Boston, right? Any way you cut it. Did I tell you how I shop in my parents' basement yes. whenever I go home? And I got that weird string art that my father made in like 1963. Yes, which I like. <laughs> which is really dapper. But I didn't tell you about the boudoir chair, did I? What's a boudoir chair? Other, like a chair that goes in your bedroom? Yes. And she literally called it, I got a boudoir chair. But when I went down to the basement, the boudoir chair was in the basement. So now it's a basement chair. It is huge. Like, if you see how my parents' bedroom is laid out, they don't have the space for something like this. It's huge. And it looks like it dropped off a truck from a 1980s movie. It was like white plastic like almost a bucket chair. It looked like something that what's, what's the movie with Woody Allen where he slips off all the furniture sleeper. Like it just looked slick. Like if you sat on it, you would slide right off of it. Uh, uh, okay. And it was like a Miami vice chair. Yes. Oh, oh there you go. And it, yeah, exactly. It looked like somebody should be sitting on it and then doing cocaine off of a coffee table. Yeah, with like neon lights behind them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like Demi like Moore's apartment in uh, St. Elmo's Fire. Yes, exactly. And it was huge. It was abnormally chunky. And I go down to the basement. I was like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's my boudoir chair. It didn't work in the boudoir. So we brought it downstairs. Do you want it? And there's a real big part of me that was like, should I? Because it's campy. If should I bring it back next time? Next time I go back to Boston? You're going to have to have her send us a picture so then I can evaluate. Oh, I thought I took a picture of it. Damn it. I always thought that a, well, I don't, not like this is a huge topic of a boudoir chair, but in my mind, I would think that it's like a small, dainty chair. Almost. It should be, yes. Right. A delicate thing that you can, can rest your bum upon so that you may put your shoes on. Because right. her big, the reason she did it is because my father sits on the end of the bed to put his shoes on, mm-hmm. and he's depressing the bed. 
the, the bed's depressed. <laughs> bed's depressed. It's on Zoloft, though. It's going to be so much better. Or like a fainting couch. That's what it kind of sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah. I love a good fainting couch. Well, technically, in my family, everything is a fainting couch. Sure. This is how we do. We've heard the stories. They're legend. But yeah, so chunky Legendary. boudoir chair. Chunky furniture. I hate chunky furniture. My jewels overloaded the last place with his chunky man furniture. Bigger, puffier, not better. There was a point where um, like my parents swapped out furniture and they, they, it was very specific to one piece that it was like the oversized sofa. I can't. But not like oversized where it like it reclines and there's uh, cup holders, but like the <sighs> almost shabby chic overstuffed. Do you know what I mean? Was it the kind of couch that you sit on and that your feet can't touch the ground? It's like you, you're you um, Lily Tomlin. In yep, it, exactly. Where the couch is so big that you look like you're... Yeah, like my ankles reach the end of the cushions. Yeah, I don't like sofas. Like I that. can't. I don't like a chunky sectional. Ooh, maybe that's my new name. Chunky sectional. My drag name is Chunky Sectional. I don't think I like sectionals. I don't like sectionals either. They're very specific. But I feel like everybody has that rec room, romper room. And I can't with the cup holders. I went over this. That's not, you know what? That's not furniture. That is a conversion van. That is commitment to a life style where you have accepted that you cannot even be bothered to lean forward to put your drink on a surface that's not directly within, oh, I, I want to be, I don't even want to stretch my arm out to get my beer. Marks and I were watching Love is Blind because um, though he has a PhD, uh, he likes really, really bad television. a boy. So we were watching it and, you know, they go back to like each other's like apartments and this one girl's house, I was like, well, she's really cute. And so you, when you walk in, you're thinking like it's going to match and you're like, Oh God. And she has like the furniture with the cup holders in it. And it's so large and like, like almost like a bro sofa. Ew, a brofa. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, this is not how your, this doesn't match the personality should not be also part table. No, that's just not how it works. No. And nor should it also be your bed. Let's treat all these things separately Mm -hmm. and not combine them into one. If this America. is the only thing because it's so large in your room, there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like, it's like a piece of furniture that Lex Luthor would have. It's also the thing that gets handed down to you from your parents. That no, like When you first go not. into a house and they're like, you're like, oh, it's going to take me a while to furnish it. And they're like, well, you can have the sofa that's been in the garage. That's no problem. And so you take your parents' stuff until eventually you get better stuff. Yes. But this is like... Mama June's furniture. This is like, basically, uh, I eat, sleep, and shit in this sofa. I wear sweatpants. <laughs> if How I, is that not the next level? <laughs> if I brush my hair, a Cheeto's going to fall out. Yeah, If can you imagine if you had a toilet just built into it? Why it's, bother? It's probably coming. It's coming. Raymore and Flanagan are sitting back there twisting their mustaches being like, how can we make people lazier? We you literally get, shit where you eat. We just need to get that scent out. How huh. do we work on that? I don't know. We'll get some potpourri or something. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll hide lavender inside the cushions. We're just going to hang those little magic trees on we the can... side of it. <laughs> you know, spray it. Give it a little perfume. That's disgusting. But it's not far off from reality, I feel like. Correct. Why not? 
Oh God, I hate a sectional. It's like those uh, those tiny houses when it's like it's a compost toilet. No, it's not. We're not. Oh, doing. A com- excuse me. That's where most tiny houses are. They have the they have the compost toilet because they don't have the proper plumbing. Wait, 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 for like a normal house. Is this like like a a porta potty type thing? So then they have to like clean it out. Uh huh. Oh, here's a fun story for you. Ready? Yeah. Back in back in my day, um. We were building the houses in New Hampshire. Like, my parents built the house from from the ground up. But it used to be a Boy Scout camp. So there was, like, a little cabin on their property that was, like, originally the... Yeah, well, for real. It was the hostel cabin. And tiny thing, only had two rooms because it was their administrative office. Uh Well, it's not like they had functional plumbing back in the days of yore Mm -hmm. and yonder. And they had... (laughs) So, so there was like a little section for, quote unquote, bathroom. Oh. oh, so when we first got up there, my parents put like a little tiny, like a chemical toilet in there, okay. a little like porter potty thing, and you would have to, you would, lit, it's like shitting in a bucket that has chemicals in it, and then you have to go and get it properly drained out. I don't know where it ever went, and I think that they were keeping that information from me. All I know is that the bonsai doodahs were in the thing, and then they were gone. The so what? they didn't, you know. I was the only one who could use it. That was the thing. Also, what because they, wait, there was like bonsai a the bonsai doodahs. What does that mean? <laughs> I think you could turds. Oh, there you go. Okay, I thought. Can I just call them BDs from now on? I get. I I get. I, I just made it seem. <laughs> don't, like, I don't know. Don't, you're, you're, you're I was thinking out. too hard. Don't I was think, thinking of like those uh, those. Uh, those green trees that hang from your rearview mirror. Oh, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, the magic tree. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you're just making connections all over the place. I not guess. an actual bonsai tree. Right. Bonsai doodahs in my family means turds. So okay. just Did so not you know, err into English dictionary. Is it because they're so tightly manicured? <laughs> no, it's because after they come out, Mr. Miyagi grooms them. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So anyway, it was in this little closet in this room. Basically, I was the only one small enough to use it. And it was like a chamber, torture chamber, because there were like raw nails coming in the walls. Like, I can't believe we ever did what we did, ever. I imagine the small hut, like... Several yes. thousand feet away from the main house. and But you're like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom and I cannot be, I cannot do it here. And then you no, scamper off. No, it was off. in the ca- the cabin. So like within Ooh. one cabin, it was two rooms and like this little closety, what, what could have been a bathroom. And I don't know what the hell happened way back in the day, but like they were literally like, you could, you needed a tetanus shot to live in this place. And yet we did it for like a summer. Sure. So anyway, you cut it. Chemical toilet. In this little warped thing, this Uh, little warped cabin. Cabin in the woods. Yes, it was totally a cabin in the woods, but not sexy. And the floors bowed. Uh Uh-huh. So (laughs) I guess you had to put something in a chemical toilet, essentially like the bucket that's going to catch it. And we drove up there one day, and I had to pee when I got up there. And I was, you know, eight, nine years old. And I was like, I got to go. And Martha was like, Aaron, no because they didn't put the base of the chemical toilet in so so she came in too late and I had peed into the toilet like I hadn't done a million times before but there was nothing there to catch it and the floors were bowed so she came out that's gross (laughs) 
she came in and saw a trickle puddle going like this, whoop, right down into the center of the living room of this cabin. <laughs> Wait. I left a puddle. It and came out from the, the, the chemical toilet because it had no basin to catch it. And this is where you all lived in this house? Yep. So you peed in the house that you were sleeping in. Roughing it, baby! Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Randy Newman. And I'm Tawanda Jackson. And we're coming to Rest. you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? How are you doing, sir? They told me a fella can win some money, so let's win me some money. Get her done. Get her done indeed, because this week... Yes. Remember Tom Hanks? Where was he? Where was he at these Academy Awards? Damn it. Somebody fly him in. Because this week, like all weeks, we're flying you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're releasing them into a field, and we're letting them run around and down a hill and fall over and laugh. We read their articles, damn it. That's what we do this week and all weeks. So what? What are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at DearPodOfficial on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. We have a website, DearPodOfficial.com, where you can binge every last episode. But you should be doing that on the Apple Podcasts anyway. So please listen, rate, review, subscribe. The more you leave us a review, the higher up we'll get on the charts. And I would like to knock... um, a couple of those those right-wing podcasts off that top 10. So would you please knock Bill Simmons off and rate, review, and subscribe? Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. If you have an advice question, we will answer it right here on the air every week. We're unqualified. So what are you waiting for? 100% unqualified. Oh, always. That's what we do. We give unqualified, unsolicited advice like everybody else on the internet. Like Dolly Parton and Straight Talk. Working nine to five. Different movie. Oh, so close. <laughs> but you know what What else is close? Our Patreon page, patreon.com slash official, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you, 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 what? yes, you, oh, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. And you get extra special perks like a shout out on your birthday. And I know we're late to the game on this, but, you know, surprise, surprise, we record these well in advance of things happening. That's why we're talking about Will Smith weeks after the fact. That's right. We are late to the news game. But we are late also in offering a very special happy birthday to Patreon member Rudd Anderson. Rudd. Hey, Rudd. Hi, Rudd. I got Uncut Rod on April 9th. I don't think you want to... <laughs> Unless he wants to be known as Uncut Rod. No, Uncut Rod is very different. This is Rudd. And maybe he's uncut. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, uncut Rod. On April 9th, he celebrated another trip around the sun, and he gave us money so that we may shout it out to him from the stratosphere. Would you like to say happy birthday to Uncut Rod? <laughs> happy birthday, Uncut. <laughs> So what are you waiting for? Join Patreon and get uh, obliterated on the air by us, please. Would you please? So I um, got a manicure to curb my nail biting. Mm -hmm. You don't need to justify getting a manicure. Well, that's why I did it. Okay, but you don't need to for me. This is a safe space. So... In order that I've read like all these things, like hypnosis, which I can't afford. But then they say if you do something like if you invest in your nails, then 
you'll be less likely to bite them also because they're taken care of. Uh-huh. And nail biting is also part of perfectionism, whereas you're trying to like have like the perfect nail, but you're constantly biting it. To get oh, it, into it the, grosses me out. Right. I can't imagine. So I'm sitting Gross. there at this, this place down the street from me, and there are two, they kind of, they sort of, I think you should, it's always expected to tip on that type of oh, service. Oh, yeah, because right? it's a spa service. Right. So there are two ladies who, this must have been their first time there. Uh-oh. And um, I think it's a culture clash. Oh, no. Are they, what, where, where are they from? Um, one they was British? from the hood of Ohio, which I didn't know that was a thing. That is so specific. I thought you were going to say like Southern or no. something. And then there was the ladies that ran the salon, salon in quotes. And um, they, they kind of like, they, this type of place, they kind of like usher you through. Yeah. You know, like, okay. It's a machine. You're going to go here. You sit here. You sit here. We're going to do this. And then, you know, of course, like the upsell and whatever. They temple grandin you through the experience. Right. And yes. then when you're done, okay, here's how much it costs. And, you know, no tip on the card, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And, um, and if you don't know this type of thing, if you, like, I'm always like, no, I'm not going to. Here's what I'm doing. You know, you kind of have to go in with whatever you're going to do so you're not. Walking out of there three thousand dollars later, you're not upsold, right? Yeah. Like, wow, I didn't need acrylics, but thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't know that that you did extensions, but wow. Well, thank these you for breast the... implants are fantastic. Oh, the neck, the neck massage was fifty dollars, and I the blowjob was, was an extra six. Huh. Your okay. your monetary, your system is wrong. Right, but I filled up the cup, and now who's pregnant? Okay. I don't understand. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so these two, this girl was like letting this woman have it. <gasps> about like being forced to tip and that's not how it's done everywhere else. And she's like, in Ohio. Right. And the woman's like, well, that's kind of how it's done here. And it was just kind of like, it was the most uncomfortable experience. <gasps> I was like, just put me in the chair. It's so awkward because it's almost like panhandling at that point. If somebody is, is being told how to, how to Well, tip. not only that, but like when you come back at it and like it's confrontational Oh, yeah. And it's just like, very, it's like, okay. Well, okay. now what? Yeah, now it's like by gunpoint. It's, 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 that's a horrible. Oh. Well, the woman who didn't really, she was going to tip. She's like, you don't have to tell me that I'm going to tip. I'll tip. And wow, you shouldn't do this. And it just went on and on. Who and was on. The, the wrong in I this? I couldn't tell. Yeah. But it was just like, like uh. the woman who owned the salon was very like, there's also a language barrier. So they don't, they're not really connecting. Yeah. But you're so hell-bent on being right that you can't understand that whatever you're trying to say isn't landing. Yeah. And then you're almost making fun of that culture. And I'm like, this is oh, so... Oh, no! Like, maybe I shouldn't... Wouldn't it be better if you're like, there's a language barrier and you have to learn how to speak Ohio? I would. <laughs> I, I don't it's think... It's the other way around. I was the only guy there and I was the... I just was not... I was in the minority, except for that I'm a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm just going to... But every, wow, that's my phone the whole is thing. really interesting. Right it now. hijacks the whole room because yeah. you can't not you can't breathe. tune into it, right. and yet you can't. Nobody can. Breathe. There's that awkward tension. Uh, I once dated a bad guy. Surprise, wow. terrible guy, sure. and uh, bad tipper. Should have known. Ugh. But went out with him for drinks one night, and I guess he paid for it, and. And then eventually you did, and too. left a garbage. Yes, I did emotionally. I paid for it mm-hmm. time and time again. And he left the girl a garbage tip. And he's he was an actor. Surprise. Oh. Yeah. So it's like insult to injury. 
And but I didn't know this because I didn't see the bill. I didn't see any of this. But but she blew up his spot and she came over and she's like, excuse me, sir, did I do something wrong? And she, he's like, wait, what? And she's like, because um, you left me like an 8% tip. Did I do something wrong? And she 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 knew that he was a guy on a date and that she was going to blow his shit up. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. Good for you, girl. You got to pay rent. Yes. And then I went back to her and I was like, you were right. You were right all along. He gave me, gave me 8% of his heart. <laughs> Last night I was talking to my, my brother and he forwarded me something about um, there was some uh, fundraising thing for Trump. And in the room was, you may have seen this. I heard some clips from it. Very funny. Right. About the, water rising. <laughs> oh, maybe different. The oceans are rising. But there was a group of uh, gays for Trump uh-huh. in the room. And he, you know, he's like, where's my gays at? Where, where are my gays for Trump? Where are my gays for Trump? And like the, whatever. And the room kind of laughs a little bit. And then, um, and then he's like, oh, there you are. Huh. Funny, you guys don't look like that you're gay. <gasps> that you don't look like you're gay. Which, of course, then the room laughs again. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Sorry, just processing, just processing. And they uh-huh. didn't get up and leave. No. And the, the the sad thing is there are some gays that are like, thanks. Yeah. Because you're like, I, because, because a lot I'm of hidden. us, yeah. a lot of us would like to be, you know, oh, I'm, I'm masculine. I can, I can pass or whatever. Be, also because it's like, you want to fit in, but you don't want to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you like want to pass as straight. You want to pass, you want to pass. And then. Wouldn't it be great if one of them just had a Trump thong on, looked like he worked at tag, just one. Or if Ivanka came out as a lesbian. <gasps> Do you think? No. So. <laughs> I just have a hard time with people that I know that are close to me that support this candidate for the next election. I, I um, like how you worked around the name. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm very impressed. And <laughs> it's just it's just appalling. It just like I, I already know that he's you know he's he's a racist, a misogynist, oh yeah, homophobic, transphobic, everything. But all the obics. And when people say I'm not a single issue voter, and you're like, okay, well then why don't you pick the ten other issues? <laughs> That are terrible that this person Do you represents. really think it's going to happen again? Yes. Somebody else said, watch Hillary run again. And I was like, I can't take this anymore, you guys. Seriously. She can't. She's already, she shat the bed. There's no way that she's going to I'm telling run. you, can we get somebody who is not going to leave office on a ventilator? I mean, I want to aim for the 40s. Rob the DeSantis will be coming up because Fox News now supports Rob DeSantis. Oh, Ron. Whatever his name <laughs> Like, I give a shit. <laughs> because Ron is worse of a name. Yeah. It just really, like, fucking irks me. It well, just, it's, like, been a, it's been a hell of a couple weeks. The Yeah, it's like With the, all of it. So it's in your face a lot. Yeah, the anti, like, the trans stuff, the don't say gay, and then when these people, it's like, like, I love you, I just don't really, it's like, love, hate the, like, love the sinner, hate, hate the, the sin. sin. It's like, you know what? Fuck off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fuck off. I don't understand. It's like, this isn't a learned behavior because if it was learned, then I'd be a strong, powerful female executive <laughs> with shoulder pads <laughs> right. and a belted uh-huh. suit. Yeah. Yes, we've so already been through fuck this. Fuck all the way. Off. You would be Melanie Griffith. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be more Sigourney Weaver, though. Let's be of real. Of course. In this relationship of yours and mine, I'm more Melanie Griffith. Uh, I'm more. Um, what's her name? Uh, Joan Cusack. Yeah, there I am. There I am. <laughs> the heavier makeup. The, exactly. I get it. I get it. Naturally, I have a I sensible her. blue eye. Bring back 
Cusack. Maybe that's who should run for office. Remember when she was in, uh, she was nominated for an Academy Award in, uh, in and out. Yeah. She was fantastic. Yeah. I love that movie. Does that's anybody a- want to marry me? <laughs> Is everybody gay? <laughs> In that moment, you're like, I get it, I get it. Yes, we are. Everybody As a is. girl has, uh, who has chronically been around the gays. <laughs> Is everybody gay? I think I screamed that at my own wedding. <laughs> like, my God. Did I ever tell you at my wedding that Chuck was like, everybody's grinders are probably exploding right now going, what the fuck is happening in the middle of Connecticut? <laughs> Why is there like a gay bar in the middle of a barn in Connecticut? <laughs> God, my, own, my phone is really warm right oh now. Oh, my God. Why are there so many options so close to me? That is the gayest. It's, it's, my wedding is a gay wedding. That was a gay-ass wedding. I am so upset that I didn't know you better back then. Like, you would have had so much fun. I think we should do it again. Sure. You can do like the uh, 10 year, 12, 15. Well, originally so. we thought about that. We, we've already passed the 10 year. So now we're in that oh, gray right. zone of like, let's see if we Who make cares? it to 20. Fingers yeah. crossed. Um, yeah, we're in that kind of like, what's 11 years? But, you know, 10 year, we were still like coming out of the pandy. Coming so out of the dark. We thought about once upon a time when we first got married, we dreamed. We're like 10 years from now. We're going to come back to the barns at Wesleyan Hills, which is where we got married, and we would rent it again and, like, have a party again. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Right. But I would love, I just want to get to a financial place where I can be like, yeah, wedding part two. Like, just have a big-ass party again in that barn. It was fun. We did a wedding so well. We did. That's great. No, I still like him, too. He's okay. It's even better. He's not here. I you like him because he's not here, damn it. <gasps> Speaking of weddings, that brings us perfectly to today's topic, which is wedding, wedding rings. That's right, rings of the wedded. Uh, yes. I enjoy my wedding ring. It's very tiny, my, I, but my uh, engagement ring, I, I love it. I, I kind of threatened uh, Jules, you know, once upon a time. You know, we've been dating for a while. We were living together. And then I did the thing that drunk girls do. They call their b- their boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> oh, hell no. I was away doing a show, and I called him, and I was like, where are we going? What are we doing? I, we live together, but we don't have any rings on any fingers, and I want to get married, which is always attractive and always a turn-on. So then uh, our friend Beth suggested to Jim, take a ring shopping, that'll shut her up. That, I think, was a direct quote. Oh. And so, uh, you know, the following weekend when I was, I don't know, sober, he was like, let's let's go uh, shopping for rings, huh? And uh, it was very exciting. It was a fun day. So I pre-shopped. I, I, I'm a girl who chose the ring ahead of time. Okay. I have a very specific taste. Mm-hmm. And and I, I wouldn't leave a piece of jewelry that you're going to wear for the rest of your life to just a, a random decision or a friend going with you. It goes back to the Sex and the City episode. Yeah, he got the wrong ring when he was with Cynthia Nixon. But also, it's how the fuck would a guy know what your wedding ring wants? It's like it's like if you let the guy pick the wedding dress. That doesn't mean anything. No, it just no. means he has bad taste. Exactly. But didn't you know that he had bad taste? I mean, I mean, you're marrying him. Did you pick out your wedding rings together? Like, how did it? We'd, you wear a wedding ring, right? Yeah, I don't have it on right now because it's too fucking small. Because divorce, right? It's too small. Mm-hmm. What happens in a case like that? Can you like add metal? 
I guess, but then it's like it, it can't. It it looks like it's like the Lord of the Rings ring. Uh, it looks like something's wrong with my finger. Ew! <laughs> like, are you okay? Are you retaining a lot puffy. of water? Yeah. Um, He's a boudoir chair of a man. Yeah, like I would never take it off. And then Mark, I'm like, how come your ring's not? He's like, because I'm working out. And then because I don't want to scratch it. I'm like, oh, I don't mind scratching it. I used to wear it all day, every day, everywhere, all the time. Mm-hmm. And then in the pandemic, I, I started taking it off because I was like, well, nobody sees me. And I'm just wearing jewelry around the house. And then I lost a chip of a diamond off oh. of it. And then another. And then I was like, okay, we're done here. And mm-hmm. they, they were very good at the Tiffany. They replaced oh. the little chips as they should because that's why you get the name, damn it. Uh-huh. You don't go to the Diamond District. I would wet my pants if I went to the Diamond District in Manhattan. Have you uh, ever? Because a- you're supposed I've, to go in haggling. You know that? Yes, but I've accidentally walked down it. Like when I first moved here, I'm like, what the fuck is this street? I know. It's like the San Gennaro Festival, but with jewelry. But it's like, right. all, but why? You, and you can't hear anything else that's going on in the city. It's like, Yeah, it Hello? suctions the sound out. Because they're like, <laughs> we're dealing in heavy diamonds here. Mm-hmm. Take all I'm the like, noise Are away. You? This all looks like shit. Uh, my friend Trixie's ring came from there, but her now husband... There's like brokers that you basically bring with you who explain this stuff to you. You have to have like, it's like having a real estate agent for rings. It was fascinating. Yeah. So you have to like, if you're smart, you go in there knowing basically like the estimate of the money maybe you want to spend, but Mm -hmm. you also have to go with somebody who understands clarity and cut Mm -hmm. and can look at a diamond and really know what it's all worth, which is fascinating to me. I would wet my pants. If I walked into a place alone. It is just a stone. It is, but it is covered in blood, Mm -hmm. apparently from people who scraped it out of a mine in Somalia or something like that. I don't understand blood diamonds. I never watched the movie. Didn't either. Not a big Leo fan, but maybe I will. Same. Yeah, yeah. So wedding rings. Let's talk about the rings, shall we? Yes. Lord of them. All right. I guess. I guess. I will start. You sure will. This is from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Fort Worth, Texas, March 12th, 1970. Dear Abby, my problem is a husband who will not wear a wedding ring. We've been married for 10 months, and this is the only thing we've ever had angry words about. He wore his wedding ring on our honeymoon, but as soon as we got home, he took it off. First, he said it was too tight, so I had it made larger. Then he said it fit all right, but it made him uncomfortable. Oh. Why should a ring... Why should a little ring make him uncomfortable? I would be uncomfortable without mine. He says he won't wear it to work, but he'll wear it to parties. Abby, that's the whole point. I'm with him at parties. It's when I'm not with him that I want him to wear it. We really love each other, and I do trust him, but this bugs me. What should I do? Signed, Long Beach Wife. Mm. Long Beach. Long Beach. There you go. Actually, he just has a permanent little tan line Uh huh. instead of the ring. I mean, he's like, honey, look. Look at tan, that. Tan orange, line. orange, orange, yeah. white, orange. Dear wife, get off his back. It's probably not the ring he objects to as much as your insistence that he wear it. You say you trust him, so trust him. He knows he's married, and if you continue to nag him about it, your problem will be much bigger than, quote unquote, a little ring. A cock ring. A cock ring. I, well, honey, whenever you go to work, why do you never wear your cock ring? It's just too tight. But you only wear your cock ring at parties. It just so it looks bigger. 
but that's when I'm with you. I want people to know that it's bigger when you're at work. <laughs> Is it engraved? I got the cock ring engraved. I do kind of find rings just so like, I don't know. Sometimes when you take the subway and you look at, I look at women's rings, I'm like, wow, first of all, wow that you're wearing that on the subway. Well. Second. Okay. Wow. You must be horribly insecure about your relationship that you need this like fucking Cadillac on your finger. Uh, odds are, and this is a okay, thing I know, okay, okay. Uh, a lot of my friends have dummy rings. I've heard that as well. Which is fun. I've never done that. Because also, my ring is not a diamond. It's uh, it's a uh, tourmaline, which definitely saved the jewels some money there because it's green and I love it. And it okay. looks vintage You can see right here. Enjoyable ring. I love yes, it uh-huh. so much. Yes. But my friend got like a rock from her husband it would make me i like so how you nervous. just showed me the ring as if you were like um a wonder twin power instead of like <laughs> a normal girls <laughs> like normal girls show like the whole hand and the manicure you're giving me like I almost fisted. like the fist pump <laughs> like look at this go on bring it in man i am a bucket of water i am a snake with a lazy eye <laughs> wonder twins <laughs> unite i'm a congressional hero <laughs> i'm a paperclip that found its way in your dick hole <laughs> Panera employee. <laughs> I am the old Chipotle aioli. I'm the leaves on your sidewalk. I'm the wind beneath your wings. I'm your wrought iron furniture that's out in front of your house. <laughs> I am your uncomfortable chunky boudoir chair. I am your uncut jams. You guys, these winter twins suck. They only want to be stupid things. I am your bank teller that you slept with that one time. I am your vertical blinds that don't function properly. I'm your frozen yogurt down the street that's only 60 calories. <laughs> Stupid. We're the shitty Wonder Twin powers. They're like, are you guys going to fucking get the the, the the dog napper or Oh, no? yeah, he got away, but I'm the frozen yogurt. I, I can't, can't chase I can't him. run because I'm just melting here in the sun. I'm a relaxed millennial by the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wet copy of Cosmo. <laughs> I'm a cake left in the rain. (laughs) Wow. We are, I feel it. I feel it now. I feel the juices flowing, so I'm going to keep them flowing. You ready? Ready to flow? Over to the Portsmouth Herald, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, May 25th, 1963. Wedding rings taboo. Taboo. Remember that musical? Mm Mm-hmm. Dear Ann Landers, I am going to be engaged to a wonderful person. Going to be. He told me last evening that he will give me a wristwatch instead of a ring because he is a Seventh-day Adventist and they do not believe in wearing jewelry. A wristwatch is considered utilitarian and is therefore acceptable. He is deeply—he is a deeply religious man and I respect his views, but when a girl is engaged, people expect to see a ring on her finger. It would be easier to wear a ring than to explain to my friends and family why I don't have one. Some of the people at work have even suggested that my fiancé made up the story about no rings. They claim to know Seventh-day Adventists who do wear jewelry. Can you tell me if this is so or not? Signed, His Intended. Dear Intended! First I thought, well, why doesn't she just look it up on the internet? (laughs) Then I was like, oh, 1963. (laughs) Touche. Okay. 
Dear intended. Dear intended. The devout members of this religious group do not wear jewelry, even wedding rings. The Seventh-day Adventists who do wear jewelry are not living up to their religious teachings in the strictest sense of the word. Ian! Oh my God. If James gave me a watch, which who wears watches nowadays? I'm literally wearing one. Oh, well, except for you. This is awkward. Are you a Seventh-day Adventist? What religion is like, now no jewelry? Well, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in jade, like wearing the jade stone. What the fuck? What? Who is making up these rules? (laughs) It's, yes. So I've watched a lot of cult um, documentaries. (laughs) Yes, because I love them. And some of the things that they give up, you're like, what? Why? I don't understand. We're giving up French fries and Shasta. Okay. We're, we're giving up magic shell that goes on top of the ice cream, but we're not giving up ice cream, you guys. We're just giving that up. And cake right. cones, the cake cones. We're giving those up. Correct. Because you know it's just one person who was irritated by it. Right. That didn't want to have to buy his wife a ring. And, and suddenly he's like the the high priest of, I don't know what Seventh-day Adventists mm-hmm. are, pastors, whatever. And then he's like, oh, I just don't want to get a oh, God. Okay, no more rings, everybody. No more rings. Just wristwatches. That's it. That's all we're getting. Seikos. Cock rings. That's it. That's all (laughs) specific. Digital. What are those? Swatch watches. (laughs) Only a swatch watch will be accepted in the Seventh-day Adventist church. (laughs) The digital with the the, uh, calculator on it. It's actually one of those Mickey Mouse hands where the hands go wherever the time is of the hour and and it's wacky and it's fun. This is the Seventh-day Adventist way. Write it in that new, what is that? What is that? What is that? Bible? Write it in there. Permanent. It's my menu from- uh, Okay, good enough. Good enough. If it's a pamphlet, (laughs) write it in there. Say that I said it. No more. No more. But corn dogs. Corn dogs are the only thing that we- No ear cuffs. No ear cuffs. Because I hated it when when it was in 10,000 Maniacs. And no. Just no more. (laughs) No more of whatever that is. No more striped prints. No. Wow. I would never be okay with wearing a wristwatch. That also, again, to bring it back to Sex and the City for a minute, when mm-hmm. Carrie wore the ring or arm around her neck so it would be closer to her heart, there is something to be said for if you feel the weight of a ring on your finger, mm-hmm. uh, that maybe it's a sign. Because my jewels, remember, he was married before me. Yes. And uh, he said that he was always aware of the weight of that ring on his finger. It was like the Lord of the Rings ring. It was... It was awkward. It was chafy. He hated wearing it. And he thought it was, that's a sign of what the marriage is. And now with our wedding ring, he says, so light, I don't even pay attention to it. Is it rubber? (laughs) Yes, it's an onion ring. Well, no, some people wear rubber rings. What's a rubber ring? It's literally made of, like, is it good looking? Uh, Some of them are. A lot of people, like, especially like people that work out, they have like that as their workout ring. That's wild. Because I just don't wear a ring now when I work out. Correct. I have learned my lesson. I just find rings in general. There are certain ultra high net worth people who have a very basic ring. And I'm like, interesting. It's kind of like the Warren Buffett. Like, I'm driving this old Volvo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay. Because you're not, that's not where you choose to spend your money. Right. I would never, if I were an ultra high net worth person, which. You are. I (laughs) My mom says I'm cool. I wouldn't want that. I get nervous with a big, chunky piece of expensive 
ring on me, like a big ass diamond. Yeah. It would make me nothing but nervous. I know I would, my, I'm so tactile. I am always touching things. Right. I'm always washing my hands. I'm always, you know, thank you, OCD. But like, I bang my hand up against everything. I would never want an expensive ass, huge, chunky diamond sitting on top. I don't see the appeal in it. But I some women agree. need that to like, they just need it show off. Right. Like, I don't think, I guess I'm just not that flashy that I would need something like that. It like looks I, wrong on when me. When people like, oh, I thought you had a better watch. Oh, because my watch isn't like a lunar landing watch. Like, who cares? Like, who gives a shit? It tells me. I never got that. I don't get like the wearing of labels. Yeah. Also, I think sometimes that stuff's just gaudy. It's yeah. like a chunky statement necklace. It's, it doesn't work on everybody. No. It's a license plate, Karen. Yes. It's a license plate. Well, this is, brings me to an interesting point. If I may side rail as we do, uh, my Jules and I have been invited uh, to a very special VIP event at Formula One, Formula One Racing. Now, it's like, it's like Kentucky Derby, but with cooler people. Uh, so we're going down there, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I don't know what to wear. This is like very much like a labely event. Like you should look good. You got to look top notch. Mm-hmm. It's like hip hop, Kentucky Derby, hip hop, oh. so oh. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I've, I've, I'm, I'm so poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a poor. I'm a poor. I don't. You know what the big thing where money is spent is is like women and purses, and I just have never been that. My purses are so cheap they freeze when it's cold outside. I hear you. Like that's cheap fake pleather. Yeah, I guess I uh I don't know. I'd rather not have expensive stuff on you. Uh there's just I don't know. There's just other ways that I, I just find like people are just so caught up in this. Yeah, where do you where does your how do you wear your money? Where does your money go? Oh. I don't even I mean, if I buy something, it's like, you probably won't even know that it's expensive. Yeah. I'm such a cheap date. Half my clothes still come from Forever 21, you know? Well, I mean, I I like things to last. Like, you know, I have coats that last and um, like, I don't like, I won't, I don't like, I don't understand excessive uh, excess actually. Yeah. You know, like girls that have like tons of purses, tons of shoes, tons of jewelry, tons of... Because after I only need like one good thing of everything, right? Because for I think we were all once reality TV shows hit everybody, then everyone started needing more and more and more. But the problem was, is that the people that are watching all this don't have more and more and more. So then they went more and more into debt, and then more and more unhappy. And then of course, then it brings us to Instagram, where like everything is like keeping up. Right, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because um, more only brings more. More unhappiness. You need more space. You more need money, more of more this. Problems. More problems. Yeah. It's just, it's like this sick thing where it's like, and most times when people compliment other people, it's about simplicity, not like, oh, always. look at your... The, like, the oh. things I get the most compliments on are the things that are the cheapest, always for me. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I would never need, I don't need that Let's kind of stuff. Let's all go back to Sharon Stone at the Oscars. She was wearing a Gap turtleneck. At a girl. And that's what most and people. nothing from the waist down. <laughs> right. But that's what everyone things was that talking about. people don't like, remember. Well, because if you're, she's gorgeous, she is accomplished and she doesn't really need all this. She's like, this is what I felt like wearing today. So be and then it. it kind of like leaves everyone off the hook, like gets everyone off the hook of like, 
Oh, that's... Yeah, but then Diane Keaton and Frances McDormand take it too far in the other direction. You're like, listen, like, trash bag. <laughs> like, if she's going to wear a turtleneck, I'm going to wear six of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, explain to me, what does Aldi mean on the front of your, your dress? Uh, the supermarket. These are the bags I, I got from Trader Joe's. I just stapled them together. What, what are you wearing on your head? Uh, lettuce leaves. A flower sack. Yeah. I, wouldn't it be great if Sharon Stone did wear nothing from the waist down and like that's that's but people focused on the turtleneck. That's a cheap turtleneck. Have you noticed that you can see her crotch? Well, we can in Basic Instinct, so it's kind of like figured. A, why not? Yeah. Um, labels going back. There was something about oh, reality TV. Yes. Oh, so there is a bougie uh, uh-huh. mall. Not uh, far from here. I don't know if I've ever taken you there. I feel like you'd enjoy this. But it, like half of the place is like luxe labels like Prada, Gucci, Dolce & Gabbana. And I'm like, who is affording all this? And around the time of the pandemic, lines, lines mm-hmm. down the hallway to get into these things. Now, I know they're only letting like two and three people in. But you Correct. look at the people who are standing in the lines and I'm like, where how are you affording this? And can I see what the government just paid you? Correct. And are you literally turning around and throwing it down on a Dolce and Gabbana purse? Am I seeing this correctly? Mm-hmm. So part of my job is I had to be one of those people in a line, which <gasps> I've never, this was a different thing that I had. Every day is different. Journey. It's a different hell. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> journey. And one of them was I had to go down, I think it was, I think it was the Prada store. I can't be certain. And this was like during the pandemic where there was a line. They only let like three people in at a time. Yeah. Which I thought was like so ridiculous anyway. Oh, it was God. like 112 degrees outside. Then it started raining and I'm outside in this line. And I absolutely detest to hate to stand in line because. For anything. Right. Because it's like, why am I? Like when I see like lines for like a gay bar, I'm like, there's nothing inside there that I don't already know. There's nothing special. Nothing makes this worth standing in right. line. It's still like a $12 cocktail, and everyone looks exactly the same. That's when you know you're a New Yorker. You refuse to stand in line for something like a Cronut or a Craigle. No, no. Or... I'll stand in line to get into a show that I've paid money to, because mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. But no. So I'm standing out in line, and I am I have to pick up something. This is, this is more of like a job than something that I'm actually purchasing for myself. Oh. But I'm like watching everybody like wait in line and what they're doing. I'm like, this is obscene. This is, I'm sure what's ever inside here, you no one really needs. No. I really need it because I need it by five. And And someone will punch me in the throat if I don't bring it back by then. Right. Hi, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so. I'm picking this up. You were Anne Hathaway. Yes, Yes. exactly. Right. So you were the errand boy. Right. What did, can you tell me what you got? It was just a pair of shoes that uh, they were only there. They were sold out everywhere else. So I had to Do I even want to ask what the price tag was? I don't remember what it was, but I just remember like, do you have them in this size? I think we have one pair left. Can you find that now before, before the woman my... over there gets it? Oh my God. I need it right now. <gasps> the, I feel you... like you don't remember because you probably blacked out when you saw the numbers. No, because I really, things like this make me, when I have to wait in line, it makes me very uncomfortable yeah, to wait yeah. in line because it just Ugh. it just feels gross. Like you're really like, you're devoting so much of your time. Yeah, the need for something you don't need. Right. Like yeah. when, when was it? It was like around the pandemic 
or like when the bars opened back up and the one of the gay bars in our neighborhood had a line not just down the block but down and around the corner and i'm like there was nothing special in this place three years ago uh-huh. and there's definitely nothing special in there now clubs i don't get the club right thing. but Bars. it's not even it was like this isn't this isn't what it this isn't like gay pride weekend or anything this is just an average night right Ugh. average being the operative word barf anyway but i would you know i would wait in line to see a natalie joy johnson show let me just tell you that who is every saturday at the queue for oh one of our God. loyal listeners guests of the pod guests of the pod puts on a fucking amazing show Week after original, week after week after week. Oh my God. Okay, so, fine. Stop I'm yelling at me. I'll you go with you. Her. Everybody come I to haven't, New York City. It, trust me. The, how about this? The next Saturday I have free. You and me, babe. Let's it, well, do this shit. It's it's a show. Yeah. Speaking of show, here is another and article. Stepping in it. From the new. Oh God. I don't. I'm going to butcher this. Oh, oh, let me try. The go new. Ahead. Braunfels Herald, Zeitlung, New Braunfels, <laughs> Texas. I correct me. I don't know how. I'm not even gonna try. March 6, 1985. Twas Wednesday. The Braunfels. Dear Abby, this is for wives who insist that their husbands wear wedding rings. My husband and I have been married for 35 years. He wore a wedding ring all those years, and I thought we had a perfect marriage. Then he went to his 42nd high school reunion, looked up his old high school sweetheart, and started contacting her, writing love letters, and making telephone calls. I later found out he drove 200 miles on a regular basis to make love to her. (gasps) All day, he says. What? The point is to tell you this. A wedding ring doesn't stop anything. My boss says I should castrate him. What do you think? Signed, no name, please. Okay. Dear No Name, the old saying, don't cut off your nose to spite your face, doesn't apply anatomically here. But I think you get the idea. Oh, she's saying, yes, do the bobbit. Do do the bobbit. Hey, I'm having a really bad day. What's happening? Um, My husband drives 200 miles and then has sex all day with his old flame. You should fucking cut his dick off. (laughs) Okay. No, um, seriously. Well, maybe I could just... I do a lot of gardening. Can I pierce the tire so he no, can't drive to the whole my- thing. Okay. At the base. Here, take these. I just got them at Kmart. There's two for one. Oh, good. They're rusty. Yeah. All right. I do a lot of castrating. I'll get the Wonder Twin powers activate in the form of <laughs> rusty hedge clippers. <laughs> I'm a speeding wheel, but there's no other wheels. Rusty be. hedge clipper is my other drag name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rusty Hedge Clipper. It's the 200 miles that I can't get past. You know, I had to drive back and forth to Connecticut for like seven days in a row. And that, no. Don't you no question, amount of tail like, is worth it. Where have you been? Why are there 35,868 miles on our brand <laughs> and new 600 car? Minutes. <laughs> 600 minutes. That's commitment to the poose, I got to say. I mean. It must and, have been awesome. And then he's like, yeah, I fucked her all day. Long. Yeah, what? Wow. That's a detail okay. that she left out. Like, where was the conversation where this happened? Yeah. And what? how did it come back to wedding rings at all? Wedding rings slip off, especially when you're fucking someone. You- else. <laughs> a, a lot of lube gets on your hands. I know it just slides right up. Yeah. Maybe it's Whoop. inside her. It we don't be. know. I don't know. We had an X-ray. Wedding it's rings not in there. slide right off when you put the right finger. Oh in. no, there it is. Huh? Oh, I thought that was a Nuva ring. Oh, Very different. Oh, that's my swatch watch. Uh, does take a licking. <laughs> 
<laughs> These seven-day Adventists have it right. Adventists. Adventists. This is a lovely Adventists. All right, I have one final article. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah. This comes from the Journal Herald, Dayton, Ohio. March 3rd, 1958. Wedding rings bar way to gay life. It is a very not accurate title for what it is, but get excited. Gay life. Gay. Life. Dear Anne, I'm 26 years old and I may as well be honest. I am beautiful. (laughs) You know, all right. You'd never know to look at me that I have four small children. My husband is a rat. We've been separated three months for reasons which I won't go into now. No, literally, he's a rat. He was uh, in Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, you saw him. You brought the pizza up the stairs. <laughs> I'm not the type to stay home and rot. I want to make a new life for myself. My mother takes care of kids. Ter- cake- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> my mother takes care of the kids three nights a week so I can go to dances and meet eligible men. Most of the men treat me very nice until they notice my rings. Then they start to make passes. In my opinion, I'd be better off if I could present myself as a single girl because there's not much left of my marriage as things stand. Do you think it would be best to leave my rings at home? Don't give me sermons, please. Just answer my questions. (laughs) Signed, Dixie. Dear Dix. Not only should you leave your rings at home, but you should stay at home with your rings. A woman who is separated is still married. Don't blame the men for making passes. When they see a married woman at a public dance kicking up her heels with whoever taps her on the shoulder, they know she's not there to break in a new pair of shoes. My advice is to expand some of that energy in an effort to make a go of your marriage. You have four little ones who need decent family lives. Forget about the rock and roll. Stay at home and rock your kids and roll up your sleeves and wash the dirty dishes in your sink. Anne, that is the worst. I know that this was written in 1958. I understand that we cannot be retroactively woke, but fuck all the way off, Anne. Rock and roll and rock your kids to sleep and roll up your sleeves and and take care of yourself with you. And roll a doobie. and Roll a joint and call it a day. Stupid. Dear Dick. (laughs) Everyone's an asshole. I'll be honest. I am beautiful. Let me be honest. Let me state the obvious. Rings have never stopped anybody from hitting on anybody. No. Ever. In fact, my friend said that she got hit on more as soon as she had a ring on her finger. I've heard that. Why is that? That's so weird. Something you can't have. My friends do have dummy rings, like I said, from Forever 21. And I have friends who have specifically put on those rings. Single friends will put on rings when they go out to be hit on. Okay. I know. I don't understand the thought behind it, but hey, I never tried it. Dummy rings being Forever 21, Cubic Zirconia, QVC. Nothing but the best, baby. Nothing but Nat. So let's finish this shit, shall we? Finish him! It's time, time for Instagram mail! Instagram mail! You know, you know him. My husband's a rat. He carries pizza up and down the stairs of the end train. 
but at least he brings it home to the family. That's right, we have one All Instagram. 800 of them. <laughs> oh, disgusting. All right, it is time for some Instagram mail. Are you ready? This week, like all weeks, we're accepting your questions. Uh, you can slide into our DMs or email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Send us an Instagram mail question, and we will answer it in the style of Anne and Abby. Right now. Do it. Okay. Do it hard. Wh- which one? Which Let's one? do the... Um... The path? Yes. Dearpod. What path would you recommend to someone who is never married, in his mid-50s, socially conservative, who has always had prevailing same-sex attraction but never acted on it, and is deep in the closet but ready to find a boyfriend? I thought you, I thought you seemed to be well-adjusted and might have a few ideas. It's probably more difficult at that age. Signed, 50 and Fabulous. Dear five o, it's never too late to be who you truly are, and there are always treasures buried deep inside any closet. Your friend needs a mentor and a therapist for sure, and I don't mean an online therapist who has thirst traps for posts on Instagram. Someone who can encourage and weed through life's broad lawn to get to the root of being closeted so long. Even a rusty old Republican with conservative views can be queer, bi, gay, lesbian, etc. I will say this. Do not, and I repeat in all caps, do not out this person or put them in a situation that will make him jump like a cat in a bathtub. That will do more damage than the sun to the cast of Baywatch. Just because someone has made it to their 50s carrying that heavy closet around doesn't make them any less of a person. Baggage is heavy, so help them unpack it one sweater at a time. Oh, I like that you answered it like it was not the person who wrote to you. I never thought about that. I thought it was like not. It was like asking for a friend, so I wrote uh, it in a different way. I mean, okay. Anne. Uh, I mean, God forbid we, you know, break the fourth wall here. Right, right. Here's what Anne has chance. to say: Dear Fifty, what would I say to someone fifties, closeted and curious? Nice to meet you, Will Smith. I loved you and Hitch. I kid, I kid, or do mm, I? I've never seen it. But I digress. You asked what path I would recommend: the path of least resistance to getting yourself some tail. You've been on this earth for five decades. In the blink of an eye, another five could pass you by. Less depending on your lipids. You deserve to live the life you want. So what's keeping you from putting yourself out there? You're a grown adult. Methinks with a little bit of therapy and a little time on the interwebs, you can be out there swimming in A before you know. Like I say to my jewels every year at the wife-carrying race in Estonia, you can't win if you don't play. So get yourself a therapist, get yourself a grinder page, and start smashing pumpkins ASAP. You've wasted enough time hiding from who you really are. Get out of the closet and get on with your life. And send Will Smith out when you're done. Good luck, you sexy middle-aged son of a bitch. And happy trapping. Ayan! Hitch. Hitch. Hutch. Never saw it. Never saw it. I just remember it being filmed in the city. That's all. Oh, Interesting. Not not one of the finer films. I just asked if it was diet. That's where I come in. Excuse me. Uh, by asking if it was diet, she took it as you trying to imply that you thought she was fat. Go get a red rose, get a regular Coke, tell her she's everything you never knew you always wanted. Any problems, give me a call. From Columbia Pictures. Did you ever hear this guy they call the date doctor? Urban myth. Really? Absolutely. I was told you were the guy that helps guys like me. Nobody's perfect. 
That's pathetic. Pathetic. But one man. My name is Alex Hitchens. Call me Hitch. Can help you come close. Let me give you my number. Do you have a pen? Will Smith. It is not that serious. Hitch, the cure for the common man. Eight out of ten women believe that the first kiss will tell them everything that they need to know. The secret is to go 90% of the way and hold. Now show me the magic. Show me the magic. What the hell was that? I showed you the magic. I... No, I said come 90 and then I come 10. You don't go the whole 100. You overzealous son of a... Specialty cocktails, specialty drink. We're drinking the stuff and we're talking about rings. Sharon Stone is pantsless at the Oscars. Everybody talking about it, pass it on. But that's okay, cause any clothes she would wear are on Diane Keaton. Wearing a bedspread. All right, it's time for specialty cocktail. This week's specialty cocktail is love and fidelity. No matter how nice the ring, it still looks weird on James Jules Ferris's stubby little fingers. It's true. And he got his from Etsy. Very cute. Very charming. All right. For this, you will need five to six cucumber slices, one and a half ounces of gin. We love this. Half ounce lime juice, half ounce elderflower, and two ounces of seltzer. This is my drink all over. This may be my summer drink, I bet. Summer. Summer. Here's what you need to do. Muddle cucumber slices in a cocktail shaker. Add lime juice, gin, and elderflower. Add ice. Shake. Strain into an ice-filled rocks glass. Top with seltzer. And garnish with a cucumber and lime slice. Now, here are the tasting notes. (gasps) Is that summer I see outside of my window? It's about damn time. That means wedding season is just around the corner, and we need to celebrate the union of your favorite couple coming together with booze. Delicious, glorious booze. At the beginning of your union together, the last thing we need to do is complicate things. We're keeping this cocktail light and refreshing so you won't feel bloaty on your special day. After one sip of this delightful concoction, you will look your loved one in the eyes and say, with this drink, I the wed. And that is the the love and fidelity. I'm telling you right now, I can tell right now I'm going to love this. It smells so good. Because it's not a sugary bevy. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes me want to lay back and just take it. I mean, the the back, just let it walk. No, no, I'm talking about, it makes me want to lay back and let it just slide down my throat, you know, into my stomach, Mm. making me feel warm. Yeah, like I won't even, I don't even have to gag on it. (laughs) I just. This is a drink that I just, I want to pour over my head and let it just like trickle down my back. I just like, I feel like when I put it towards my mouth, Uh I just want to slap either side of my face with it. Yeah. yeah, you made the right choice. We'll never not make things dirty and disgusting. We are so unsafe for work. Mm. I'm not going to say not safe. Um, I love this mm-hmm. because this could be the summer beverage. I'm way into gin recently, and I love elderflower because it's like that way of adding flavor without it being sugary. Like I can't do Cointreau, 
And that, I'm not just saying that because I drank half a bottle of triple sec in high school thinking that was something interesting or good. It was disgusting. That's I can't rough. do that orangey flavor, but elderflower gives you that hint of something different and, unless without being serious. hit you over the head with elderflower. And I have never been hit over the head with elderflower. Like where? Hold on. Let, me, let me try. Uh. Give me the bottle and I'll hit you over the head. Oh, it burns. Where Have you had a lot like a drink that they over elderflowered it? Yes. Really? And that's like syrupy. Yeah, that's not what you want. No. You, know? you need a, a balance. Just a whisper of elderflower because it can be potent. It's right? like lavender or rose, which I can't. Anything rose flavored, I'm like, Ugh! it tastes like you're eating potpourri. And that's not, that's never good. Which my mother has done before. Well, she was snacky. You know, and it was in the middle of the, the table. What are you going to do? Do you like it? Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, oh, speaking of things filmed in the city, I am way into watching the Americans right now. It was an FX show. It had six seasons. Carrie Russell, oh, Felicity. Yes, yes, yes. <gasps> Russian spy. Yes. And especially timely given everything that's going on in the world. See. So now I decided to delve into the Americans mostly because my mother threatened me. She's oh. like, you have to see the Americans. So it was filmed in New York. Fun thing about it is seeing all my friends who keep popping up on these episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm deep in. I'm in season five. In season one, my friend Ted shows up as like a, a local cop, basically. And he gets shot in the head by Kerry Russell. So oh. I get all excited. I text him. I'm like, oh, my God, Kerry Russell shot you. Are you okay? Cut to see. Are you okay? <laughs> you look really good for a corpse. And I want to talk to you about range because he came Back in season five as a CIA officer. And I was like, this is such an 80s thing to do. Like a 1980s. Remember when like the 80s, they only had like five actors to choose from? Yes. And they kept showing up as like completely different, full, fully realized characters. Like Arnie in um, Golden Girls. Which one was Arnie? Uh, Rose's boyfriend. Oh, yes. But he was an entirely different character in like season one. So I got all excited. I see Ted and I'm like, oh my God, you're alive. Such range. <laughs> I can barely see the scar from the Fantab- from the from the brain matter. You were shot in the head. You were shot in the head. They shot you. What kind of coffee did you order? Oh my god. This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.